0: Hi there. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Wealthy Wellness Biz, the podcast. In today's episode, our guest is Dr. Nishat Latib. Dr. Nishat is a friend of mine, a client of ours, and just a wonderful business owner to learn from. She has uh, just a crazy amount of experience as an ER physician and brings 20 plus years of clinical experience in emergency medicine. Uh, she's also one of only 960 Institute for Functional Medicine certified physicians in the whole world. She's certified by the American Board of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine and has specialty training in hormone replacement therapy, weight loss, and natural fertility. And the thing that I love about Nishat is she brings just this in huge wealth Of experience within the medical field and has a really interesting story about transferring over into functional medicine and then using her skills in the fertility world and has been working this year and last year to build her online business. So she's really passionate about health, wellness, and preventative medicine and uh, was also serving as a frontline physician during the course of the COVID pandemic. So she has witnessed firsthand the need for a more comprehensive approach to healthcare. And in this episode today, I'm going to go deep with her around uh, the why for starting her business. And uh, we peel back the curtain on some of the things that are working in her business and some of the things that just haven't worked. So, Uh, we're going to get a holistic picture of how Dr. Nishat is structuring her business and what's working for her. Before I get into the episode, I want to invite you to join me in the Wealthy Wellness Biz membership. It's a monthly membership where you get deeper access to content like this about how to build a wealthy wellness biz, resources, actionable steps, monthly master classes that are live with me, Q&A sessions, and the community. And it's less than the cost of, I'd say, uh, going out and getting two pizzas. <laughs> so it's uh, not something that's going to break the bank. It's actually really priced for somebody who's just getting started on their their well, wellness business. Um, and I'd love to see you inside. So down in the show notes, you'll be able to see uh, the links to join us and I would love to see you in the community. Hi, Nishat. I'm so excited to have you with me here on the Wealthy Wellness Biz Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. It's
0: kind of good. Great to come full circle like this. I know. I know. So um, I love... So one of the things that I love about this show and having uh, clients of ours come on and learn a little bit more about your business is that the people who are listening to this show they're curious, just like me, like we all want to see kind of behind the curtain of how other people are running their business, kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, um, something you and I were just talking about right before I pressed record is, uh, when myself included, like when we bring our business online, there's, it feels like there's so much stuff that you need to learn. Doesn't it? It feels like it's almost like it's like a brand new language that you have to learn. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I started, I literally felt like I was drowning, (laughs) like trying to gasp for air. And the second I felt like I kind of got it, somebody would like take my head and push me back underwater and I'd be getting, you know, drowning again.
0: (laughs) I you know what I still and I have to be like fully transparent here for everybody listening. I still regularly get that feeling. And this is my like industry industry. Because things change so much. I feel like, you know, it's like as soon as you learn something that there's like a whole new platform, right? I feel like you just, you know, get um, case in point. We do a lot of the social media. I have my social media manager sent me a message the other day and said, oh, I got to let you know on Instagram, they're thinking about changing all the dimensions. And so they're not doing the, they might not be doing the square pictures anymore. So it's like, I just like to show up and be humble sometimes and say that it's, even the people like myself who, are, who say marketing is, is the job that we do, it still changes all the time for us too. So I think it's important to just like give yourself a little bit of like credit. You know, you go through someone like yourself, like you went through all of the years of medical school, you do all the training, then you bring your business online and it's just like, oh my God, I got I this whole new set of skills that I need to build. So yeah. congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 12 years, 12 years to become a doctor. And then you get out and you literally feel like you know nothing other than (laughs) how to take care of patients. It's crazy. They don't teach you anything about business in medical school. And, you know, as a healthcare provider, you get out there. And what I quickly learned in my journey was that I needed to do more than serve people one on one, because there's only so many hours in a day. And how would I possibly have the impact that I had intended on having if I wasn't able to scale that impact and serve multiple people at the same time?
0: Yeah, I think that's really well said. Um, Where, So as you brought your business online, where are some of the places that you feel like you've learned the most? Has it been within like mentorship groups? Is it a course that you took or a book or a podcast? or there's some things that really stand out for you, like where you felt like you really learned some great actionable advice?
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like I kind of threw spaghetti at the wall for a very, very long time. <laughs> I resonate with that. <laughs> I mean, and I definitely, I can't even probably quantify the amount of money that I spent kind of looking for the answer. And I hate to say it, but kind of getting in the trenches is where I learned the most. Um, But even more so than that, I think it was really, I definitely feel like hiring a coach and outsourcing what you're not good at was probably the biggest learning curve for me. Because being a type A clinician, who you know, you kind of have to be a control freak to get through med school, and then you get out the other side and you start an online business, and you realize, oh my gosh, there is way too much to know, not enough hours in the day, and I can't spend another twelve years learning it. (laughs) You know, so outsourcing when I when I kind of uh, got a coach and kind of been through, I'd been through several mentorships. And the biggest thing I walked away with was make a list of all the things that you're really good at and that you're not really good at. And then look at the things, look at your list of the things that you're really good at and decide you know, what do you love and what do you hate? And the first things that you outsource mm-hmm. are the things that, well, actually, you're making a grid. Let me take that back. Okay. You're making a grid of the things that you like and you don't like. And then you're kind of breaking each of those into two groups of things that you're good at and not so good at. And the first things you outsource are the things that you hate and you're not good at, because that's no brainer, right?
0: Yeah. And the things yeah. that you
1: probably are going to hang on to are the things that you're really good at and um, that you enjoy doing. And you kind of, yeah, stick but it's back.
0: really, e- it's really easy to just stick on to the ones that you're really good at that you hate too. It is. It is. I, I love is. that. insight. Oh, yes. I love that. Everybody needs to get that like grid out and draw those four quadrants and do that. And because those, are, they, those can be like really empowering pieces. Once you start outsourcing that section where it's like, yeah, I'm good at it, but you know what? It just drains my life force yeah. every time yeah. I do it. We all have those things. What were some of those things for you? Can you remember anything that was really in that group that you're like, I'm good at it, but just like, man, I hate when I do this or feels like such, like I'm so much resistance.
1: So I love content creation and I love creating things for social media. But what I found was the amount of time that it took me to create something that was up to uh, par You know, by my own own personal standards, just took me a really long time, and I realized that my, you know, my equation and the math just wasn't working out in my favor, and that I really had to outsource that to somebody else to at least kind of create the the base of it, and then I could go in and edit edit it and kind of, you know, tweak things so that it was exactly the way I wanted it to be. But just being able to offload that was a huge, you know, alleviation for me. Um, and then in that quadrant of like, not good at and hate is like all the tech stuff. Cause you've got your CRM and then you've got your scheduling software and then you've got, you know, whatever you're using, you know, to create your funnel, whether it's click funnels or, or, Kajabi or, you know, and then which course portal do you use that and getting all of those to talk to each other was something that I was just like, this is like horrific. <laughs> this is not my first day. <laughs> And I have got to hand this off for, to somebody else. And so um, as much as I wanted to really understand and know everything, that was something that I had to let go. Now, that being said, The one bit of advice that I would give to anybody going into this is that you kind of need to understand it a little bit on your own before you can hand it off, because you're not going to be able to assess whether or not the person you are outsourcing it to is doing it, well, one, the right way, um, and two, if they're doing a good job or not. You know, And I think earlier, before we started recording, we were talking about Facebook ads. And so that is one area where I was just like, I can't hire somebody to do this for me until I've done it myself for a little while. And so I think part of being successful in business is really just putting yourself in an uncomfortable place, stepping outside of your comfort zone, and maybe just for a little while doing those things that you're not so good at. Just long enough so that you understand the concept, you understand, you know, like in the realm of of Facebook ads, you understand what KPI is, you understand, you know, the Facebook algorithm just enough so that, you know, when you go and hire a media buyer, it's not like, you know, you're walking you're giving it to them with a blindfold on because let's face it like you have to be able to hold them accountable for their work and you have to be able to look at what they're doing and say okay yes this is good and why are you doing that
0: yeah i love that insight and that's actually pretty close to my own personal philosophy as well go in learn as much as you can about a lot of all of the pieces of running the business so that you feel empowered a to pass them off to somebody but also so you can assess whether the work is good. And also I think it just empowers you in terms of like the tech world for a lot of people can be like a very daunting space and social Mm -hmm. media and all these little pieces of running a business, right? But like, it feels empowering when you hire a company and you or you hire somebody else or a freelancer to do it and you know enough to feel like, A, you're not getting ripped off, B, that they're actually doing a good job. Like you feel like you can actually be a good partner in assessing the work that they're doing. So I, I love that, you know, and I love that you, you're somebody who's gone in there and you've tried out a lot of different things and said, like, then it's easy for you to say like, well, this is a piece I would love to pass off. Like I tried it, Facebook ads, I got in there, I put a set up a couple ads, I took a little tutorial and then you go around and you get somebody and you're like, that's when you get the really like nice dopamine hit of relief of Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I don't have to do this part anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
1: Absolutely.
0: What's funny is as I was listening to you, thinking about my own quadrants, um, you know, I would just share like things that were down in my like, not good at it. And also really hate to do it or any things that are around, like anything where you need to be like super organized, you know? And so that's like, Maintaining spreadsheets and consistency is not as an ideas person and as a creative has never been a strong suit of mine. But the irony is the things I'm good at that I don't really like is everything in my business that I hired out my really awesome contractors for. It's actually like everything that the business is about, but I realized that maybe it took me many years to get there where I was like web design, Mm-hmm. Really good at it. Don't really love to do it. Copywriting, good at it. Don't love to do it. And so the most empowering places for me to start to bring on contractors is that realm. You know, people mm-hmm. who love to do it and are better than me. And then that what's really nice and the reason why I share this for people listening is because those are the places that were often reticent to, bring in, say, say, uh, health coaches or hire contractors or bring people on our team to fill those spots because it seems like, well, I'm good at that. So I should keep that. And actually my business didn't grow until I hired out for those positions. And I was able to look around and what was left in my, that top quadrant there was the things that I'm really good at that uh, I love to do. Mm-hmm. I would never be able to have this podcast. Otherwise I would never be able to like uh, do online classes or what? Cause I'd be so filled up with the work that was like, I'm good at it, but there was so much resistance behind it. And so I love that you brought that up because I think it's really empowering for everybody to ask themselves, like, where am I, um, running my engines dry or overheating because I'm spending a lot of time on the places that I have resistance, but I'm actually good at it. So I feel on some level that I should keep that part. Mm -hmm. You know, because it is empowering to bring other people in. So talk us through like, who's on your team? Is it just you? Do you have like, you obviously have social media people, but like, what does your kind of day-to-day team look like?
1: You know, so it's complicated because I have an online business and then I have um, a concierge practice, which which is where I see all of my patients one-on-one. My concierge practice is a cash practice. So, um, you know, the cool thing is that we don't have to run at the same volumes that a traditional medical practice would have to run. So in that world, I've got, you know, uh, I've got an all in-person team, which is pretty pretty fun. Um, so I've got, we've got another physician. There's two of us. I have a nurse practitioner, two medical assistants, an office manager, a membership director. Um, we have a marketing person and, uh, an events coordinator. So that's kind of my in-person brick and mortar team. Uh, but what I love about the online space is that, you know, you're not in person. So it makes things a lot of, a lot more flexible. So uh, as far as my online team is concerned, I have, um, you know, a media buyer and uh, a marketing person uh, that support me I've got um, a business partner uh, and the really great thing. So another bit of advice is if you do end up having a business partner, just make sure that you guys both don't have the same strengths. So my business partner is really, really amazing and loves and thrives on content creation, but is it like, doesn't understand operations and does not understand tech. At all. And is not really for uh, marketing is not her forte. Social media is not her forte. So I kind of do all of that stuff because I really, I love it. I don't love actually like executing every part of it, but I understand it. And I love seeing all the pieces come together. You know, yeah, and I'm did. the one. I'm the one with the spreadsheets. It's like, okay, these numbers are not. You know, these are tripping up. <laughs> this, this is where the funnel's getting stuck. You know, we got to <laughs> tweak this, or we got to tweak that. So, so I've got a business partner, um, and then I have, um, we've got a virtual assistant. We have two of them, um, and uh, we also have, um, you know, a contractor that helps us with some of the tech stuff that is, of course, you know, too high level for me. Um, She helps us with a little bit of copy. She kind of is a jack of all trades. I think she's a little bit of a unicorn. (laughs) So so right now it's pretty small. Um, I think as we scale, uh, well, we're bringing on actually a, um, another member of our team to support my group programs. So um, we're bringing on a, essentially a health coach, Uh, who can also order and interpret labs for our
0: clients. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have, so uh, one of the things that you have coming up here is a a group fertility program. Do you want to talk us through that a little bit? Like what the, what the program's about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um, You know, I kind of came into this space from, a traditional standpoint, I was traditionally trained in medical school. And the first thing that happened that really kind of shook my world is I lost my mom to a neurodegenerative Mm -hmm. disease and she was only 67. And here I was, and I'm a board certified ER doctor for those of our listeners that aren't aware. Um, And so I was in the habit of saving lives. That's what I did for a living. And here I was watching my mom slip away in front of my eyes and completely unable to save her with all of the traditional devices that I had been taught and trained in. So I realized that that modern medicine in my eyes was broken and that something really needed to change. And so I really started down this path of of taking a deeper dive into functional medicine. And unbeknownst to me, I had been applying functional medicine concepts to my own life pretty much my whole life. Uh, I just didn't know that that's what it was called. And I was also you know, I was also infertile, you know, you go through med school, you definitely start your life a little late and a little bit on the older end of the spectrum. I started having kids older in life or start trying to get pregnant. And of course was infertile. Um, and pretty much went from being told I had unexplained infertility to having to go out there and do IUI and IVF right away. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a pretty traumatic experience, multiple rounds. And, I mean, eventually I was blessed and I did have a singleton and a set of twins who, you know, are my everything now and are the biggest blessings that have ever come into my life. Uh, that being said... You know, when I went and reverse engineered my situation, I realized now that I didn't need any of those uh, fertility treatments back then. And so that kind Mm -hmm. of inspired me to uh, really dig deep. And I partnered with... you know, another physician who I met during my uh, IFM training and together we have created an online group program to help women in that gray area. Those that are don't really have an explanation for why they can't get pregnant and are pretty much being told that IVF and the I, and IUI are the only option. And also service those who have failed IVF or IUI or maybe even been told that they're not even a candidate because, you know, they're too old or their AMH is too low. And what we've put together is a four-step proprietary formula that works in 80% of the couples that are deemed candidates trust and try the process. So it's been really transformative, not even just in in the realm of helping them get pregnant naturally, but also has a side effect of completely transforming their health and their mindset in the process. So- Mm -hmm. That's kind of what's been in the pipeline. And, and, uh, and then our next program is of course going to be a relaunch, uh, kind of like a relaunch of my previous detox program that I created during the pandemic, but we're going to launch it basically on steroids. It's going to be amazing.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So that's what you have coming up on the horizon is this detox relaunch.
1: Yes. Yes. I think we've got about 800 people on the waiting list right now. So a little
0: that's pressure to amazing. launch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's a great place to wrap up on. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the links in the show notes because people listening to the show are in the wellness world, but I'm sure that there's people listening that would love to learn more about the work that you're doing and the fertility program. And then this upcoming detox program, which may be out by the time this episode airs. So I'm going to stick that information down below so people can grab that. And thank you for all of the insight. There was really cool, you know, very unscripted conversation. And I love this, what came out of it with the quadrants. And I'm hoping that everybody listening gets some kind of insight there. And um, thank you for being so transparent around sharing with us, like what's working in your business and also some of the the pitfalls that you fell in on the way to and throwing that spaghetti up against the wall, which I think a lot of people will resonate with that too.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been so fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Now, if you want to learn how to become the go to wellness expert brand in your industry, regardless of whether you're a solo practitioner or a group clinic, I have something that you're going to love and it's totally free. It's our Brand Pop book bundle. It's all of the tips and tricks that you need to build an unforgettable wellness brand that's built for explosive profit and impact. In this bundle, you're going to receive a copy of my book, Brand Pop. Um, You are also going to receive some bonuses in here too. Like number one is the wellness expert business masterclass series. That's a three part series um, where you're going to learn how our three step process to build a better wellness expert brand. Refining your brand niche, your messaging, your strategy, building brand authority, and using your visual identity to project preeminence and leadership in your niche. You're also going to receive bonus number two, which is how to build a powerful brand workshop. And bonus number three is our brand planner toolkit. So by getting this book bundle, you're also going to receive instant access to a twenty-page brand planner workbook that has targeted branding exercises for crystal clear brand clarity, sounds awesome, right? So you're gonna get that for free. I'm gonna give you the link here, um, and you can also find it in the show notes. But for the book bundle, you're also going to get an invitation to join our Facebook group, Wealthy Wellness Biz. I want to see you guys in there. If you like the material that's here in the podcast, you're gonna love the community. So this, uh, the link is bit dotly forward slash brand pop bundle it's b-r-a-n-d-p-o-p-b-u-n-d-l-e so that's bit.ly slash brand pop bundle and you can also find that in the show notes also if you want to work with our team make sure that you contact me get on a call talk to me about building a brand Uh, producing your podcast, any of that good stuff that we offer, we are a full scale branding and marketing agency. You're going to find that over at brandbetterco.com. And on there, look for the button that says book a call. That's all you need to do. Thanks a lot, guys, for being here with us today. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of Wealthy Wellness Biz. Bye now.